Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. 60% of people are suffering from a chronic disease today. There are five main sources in our home that are contributing to those chronic diseases. And most people have no idea that they're using materials within their homes that are actually making them sick. What if you could clean your home safely? You could have easy to make recipes with items you already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. Good morning, everyone. We are into day four. Can you believe it? This is just crazy. The time has gone so quickly, and I just want to say I'm so blessed to be hosting this for you all because I'm so hearing the need from each and every one of you, not only for the education, but the community. Um, you are starving for that community and support. So um, we just really stepped into a place um, that we're just grateful we're here. And this morning, we're starting off with a bang. We've got Dr. V in the house. Um, we're <laughs> we need some music going on. Get us rolling here. But um, this topic that she's going to be talking about, and she comes from a very, very personal background. She's a breast cancer survivor, two-time uh, survivor herself, and I'll let her tell her story here. But, you know, my co-host and myself both found irregularities in our breasts through uh, self-exams, and I cannot wait to hear what she has to say about these and make sure that we are doing these correctly, um, you know, to have uh, the best chance of finding things early on. Um, Dr. V, thank you for coming in and agreeing to share with our audience. We're so glad to have you. Thanks for having me, having me, Amy. This group has been amazing. Like you said, community is so important, especially in the times that we're living in. And, you know, just a kind of a quick aside, uh, there was an 11 year study done on women with breast cancer, and they found that if they had community support, and learn to manage their stress, they had a 75% decreased risk of dying from breast cancer. Isn't wow. That so that shows wow. you how important community support is. So kudos to you for you and, and Naomi for organizing this group. It's wonderful. 75% decrease. Yeah. You know, we, we know that support is huge, but wow, that just shows us how, how extremely, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So do you want to tell, I mean, my opinion myself is that stories connect us. Mm -hmm. um, so would you like to share your, your venture, your journey with us? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I'd been in practice for 23 years and I uh, was always in the habit of doing a breast self-exam. I was doing it standing up in the shower, which is not the right way, by the way. 
which we'll get into. And, you know, bam, felt that lump in my left breast that changed the course of my life forever, professionally and personally, because I was a wellness warrior and, you know, I was Dr. V, you know, helping all these people bring wellness to the world. And, and yet here I was facing this lump in my breast. I mean, I ate organic, before organic was in style. I exercised, chiropractic care, supplementation, colonics, you know, you name it, I was doing it. So it really, it really um, taught me that I, I had to go down the rabbit hole of, of research and, and self and, you know, retrospection and looking, you know, what pieces of the puzzle did I miss? Right. And, you know, I was, there were times, I mean, just like any other woman who finds that lump. I mean, there were times of frustration, overwhelm, confusion, even though I had all this research, all this work. And then I had a light bulb moment one night and I said, you know, if I'm frustrated, confused and overwhelmed with all this information and jumping all over the map, how much more so would the average person? So I said, I'm just going to create a chart, a system that makes it easy for me so I can make sure I'm, I'm you know, getting everything done. And that's when I came up with the seven essential system. It's a step by step guide that if you follow it, you never have to fear breast cancer or any dis-ease for that matter. And so I started applying it, and two years later, all was well, was great, happy and healthy. And um, after I, I sold my practice in 2010, I started sharing my healing journey with breast cancer and, and had no idea, you know, what was going to happen. But before I knew it, I mean, women were connecting with me from all over the world, and, and my team and I now have uh, supported women in 56 countries. Unbelievable, unbelievable. You and are changing lives. You are changing lives. Thank you. Yeah, I just never, never anticipated that. I never saw myself as, you know, that person leading the, the team for breast cancer. But, you know, it started happening. And um, about five years into the journey as breast cancer conqueror in the face of breast cancer, um, guess what? Same situation. You know, I felt another lump in that same area. And this time it was even more overwhelming. Uh, you know, here I was the face of breast cancer conqueror. How could I have cancer again? Shame, guilt, frustration, all of that. But, you know, I had to realize that. And, and I knew, you know, innately I knew I was overworking. I was, you know, coaching women from sunup to sundown. My hormones were out of balance. I wasn't sleeping well. I had more dental issues, thyroid issues that I wasn't addressing. You know, oh, I'll do it later. Yeah. Um, it caught up with me, created the perfect storm for cancer to show up again. So the good news is, dove even deeper, um, you know, wrote my, my second book, second edition, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally. And um, three years later, all was well. And you know, I'm happier and healthier than I've ever been. And that second healing journey definitely um, taught me a lot. It was it was yeah. definitely a gift in many ways. Yeah, I hear, you know, and, and we're hearing this from our ladies. Um, and I, I'm so appreciative of you sharing that, you know, hey, you're in this space and you got it. And, and not only once, but you came back a second time. And it's because we've heard over and over again so far, these type A personalities, the go, 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 the never say no, are the ones who are really at highest risk. Mm -hmm. Now, I was reading something the other night, too, about when we remove the mother cell, that there's something about the mother cell is creating something that's that's stopping the 
the morphing and, and the duplication of, of additional cells. Have you heard that? No, what's the what mother cell are you referring to? The cancer mother cell or yeah, the like when we remove the main tumor, there's something that the main tumor is is dispersing out into the body that's kind of inhibiting all this additional growth happening. And when we go in and remove that main tumor, you know, th that our medical wants to go under the knife, go under the knife right, and remove right. things, that we're taking that away. And so then it starts rapidly increase. I don't know. Interesting. No, I haven't haven't heard that theory, but it's, it sounds interesting. I'm going to I'm going to dive deeper into it because I'll be talking on Sunday and, and bring some some thoughts to that. There, there's so much information, you know, out there how, you know, you're in this you're you're in the fight for your life with the second reoccurrence. You've got all this knowledge and you're sharing around the world. How did you disperse down the information? I'm a, I'm a research and science nerd, and I use myself as an experiment. Basically, I still do. <laughs> you know, like as an example, I'm reading the carnivore code. Ooh. Never in a million years would I even think about even looking at something like that. But, you know, it's all about science and, and yeah. looking at the data. And, and, you know, it's all one big experiment anyway. So, you know, I think the writing the book, yeah. And, and going through each of the essentials really is a framework for me because, um, you know, you, then you can you can look at each step of the way and say, OK, you know, let's let's just focus on food. Let's just focus on detoxification and just, you know, take one at a time. Mm -hmm. and, and the big thing for me and my community is is always test and assess. Never guess when it comes to your health. Because what could work for you, Amy, may be disastrous for the next person. And so I'm really big into genomic testing, blood testing, frequently looking at your inflammatory markers, your blood sugars, um, you know, all of that. So it's, yes. you really have to figure out the plan for you for yourself. I love that that you, um, you you brought in the test and assess because um, I think everybody's looking for that bulletproof answer. I think they're looking for that, you know, that one step plan, you know, whatever that entails. And it really is different for everybody because we are so chemically different with each and every body. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. So um, I love the book, you know, um, Healing Breast Cancer Naturally. Um you know, and all the stuff that you brought forward. So you talked about and you know, kind of glazed through that. And I didn't quite catch the name of the first program that you created. The essential. Well, yeah, the seven essential system. That's part of the, the whole program. So each essential. So, um, you know, number one is about food. Let food be your medicine. Number two is detoxification. Re reduce your exposure, which you're, you're all about, Amy. Mm -hmm. Number three is balancing your energy, which in, includes you know, uh, balancing your nerve system, chi chiropractic, acupuncture, sleep, exercise, hormones, balancing your hormones, that's key. Number four is healing the emotional wounds. You know, we know that there's a direct connection with um, your emotions and your physical health. Five is dentistry. You know, what do you have in your mouth that's going to affect your health? 
Six is all the therapeutic plants and herbs that boost the immune system, kill the cancer cells. And then seven is all about detection, you know, test, 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 and, and use detection for, you know, very early detection. Right. Which, you know, this month is all about that, right? The right. breast. I mean, and I'm so glad. I love that it's more than pink ribbons. You know, pink <laughs> ribbons just, this is a tough month on one sense, but it's another great month. I've, I've renamed it Breast Health Awareness Month. Bam. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm writing that down. Breast Health Awareness. I love that. That is, that is awesome. So you lead us right into the, the detection piece of it. And I know that's what we really want to be diving into today um, is detection. Can you talk to us about what forms of detection are, do you really feel are the best? Well, let's talk about the more common ones. So we know that this month, um, you know, the pink movement is trolling for business for mammograms, right? Um, and I'm not telling anybody not to have a mammogram. Some women have found their tumors with mammograms. Mm -hmm. However, when you look at the data, it's good to have other options as well. So um, a 25-year Canadian study done on 90,000 women, that's a big group of women in a long time, they found that mammography did not reduce breast cancer mortality rate, not even by 1%. So um, the British Journal of Radiation has repeatedly posted uh, review studies on you know, the consistent low-dose ionizing radiation causes DNA damage and increases your risk for breast cancer. No brainer. Well, so mammography. Oh yeah, the compression. What if there's a small little tumor in there and you compress it and you radiate it at the same time? Hello. Um, so you know, mammography is not as for me is not a go-to. I've never had one. But if you choose mammography, then use another tool such as ultrasound as a as a backup. Because by the time they see it on a mammogram, the tumor's been there six to eight years. It takes a long time. And then with dense breasts, you know, fortunately that's come to the forefront and women are now educated about dense breasts. It's like looking at a polar bear in a snowstorm. You can't see anything with dense breasts. So that's a huge failure for mammography. Right. So use ultrasound as a backup. And then there's thermography. Thermography is is a, um, a tool that I've used for, for many years. Um, I was certified way back in, uh, let's see, 2005, I think, so 15 years now. Uh, so thermography reads the infrared heat coming off your breast tissue. It's not going to diagnose cancer, but it's going to show you any physiological changes that may be happening in your breast tissue. So if there's red spots or you can see the actual blood flow feeding the tumor, that shows up in the thermogram. Now, again, is it 100% accurate? Absolutely not, because not all tumors are vascular. Mm -hmm. And so you can have a tumor in your breast and it may not be picked up by ultrasound, but it, by uh, thermography. But um, it's about 97% accurate. Hey there, I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic free. And I totally understand that, hey, we're not all scientists and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know, from essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. 
They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. And then um, there's MRIs, right? The downside of MRIs is that you have the gadolinium, which is a very toxic dye that can really cause havoc in your body and stays in your body and in your brain for for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, uh, I tell women, you have the opportunity to feel your breasts every day if you want to. Even if you get screened every year, even if you get your doctor to feel your breasts every year, there's still 364 days of the year where your breast tissue can change. And, and Amy, I've seen this so many times. Women go for their mammogram or whatever. Oh, they're clear. They're fine. Three months later, they've got a tumor the size of a you know small orange in their breast. Mm-hmm. So very, very important to learn how to do a proper breast self-exam. Okay. okay. So have you ever been trained, Amy? Um, you know what? I was by my um, gynecologist, you know, and that's when, and maybe I got trained the wrong way. So I'm super interested in this, but I was like you hand over the head in the shower, you know, when you're soapy, so you can, you know, really easily glide along the skin. Um, But he he talked to me about, you want to be laying down. You do not want to be standing up. And he really showed me the movement of the hand. Um, to you. So I'm, I'm excited to see if I've been doing this right. Okay. So let's talk about this revolutionary tool called My Breast Friend. I love that. My Breast Friend is a silicone breast model that okay. has been used to train doctors for the last 30 years. Now, of course, theirs is ugly and beige. The manufacturer (laughs) who asked me to take this to the general market so women would have access to this tool, uh, I made it look pretty and more appealing for women. So the beauty of this model, it's a silicone breast model. It's got, you know, lumps on one side, smooth on the other, but you can see that there's four distinct lumps in the breast. Yes. a small one here, there's a deep one way up here. Yeah, that pink dot, yeah. yeah. Way at the bottom. So three things. How do you know what to feel for unless you actually know what a, what a physical lump feels like in your breast? Because our breasts are nodular, right? They're lumpy and bumpy. So these lumps are actual replicas of tumors that were taken out of women's breasts. So once you know what to feel for... Then you say, oh, that's what it feels like. And then you can go to your breast tissue. Then it teaches you where to feel. Most women are just going to do their their breast, right? But you have to go up into the armpit, down the collarbone, down the chest bone, underneath the breast. And you have to be laying down, as you mentioned, and you have to get in different positions, even laying on your side at one point so you could move the breast over and get deep down into the rib cage. And the third thing is how. When I show this model, most women just start poking with their fingertips, right? (laughs) However, we've got to use the pads of our fingers. There's thousands of nerve endings on the pads of our fingers that can be trained to really feel sensitive things. So you have to go in small circular motions. Okay. And 
go light, medium, and deep all the way down to the chest wall. So it's, it's, a, it's a totally different way of examining your tissue. And the, the model, My Breast Friend, comes with an instructional booklet and a 20-minute instructional video that shows you exactly how to feel, where to feel, and what to feel for. So it's a complete system. And the beauty of this, and this has been proven over and over again with doctors and with women, is that the average size lump that a woman finds when she's not trained in a, in a breast self-exam is the size of a ping pong ball. So three to five centimeters. When you're properly trained, you can find something as small as a pea. You can see yep. right there. Yep. So it's, it's, I really believe that this system is going to change lives because yep. women are going to be more proactive and they're going to be regular with the breast exam. So, you know, my message to women is, there's no more excuses. You know, the thing is, well, I don't know what I'm feeling or what if I find something? I don't know what to do. We got it. It's your body. Nobody's yep. going to feel it, you know, better than you can. So right. be proactive with your health. And we've, we're scrolling the website to www.mybreastfriend.com where you can actually buy the system. We've got a question coming in asking, I have a teen daughter. How early can I start teaching her about self-breast exam? Early. Teenage is great. I would love to be able to get into schools to you know, teach young girls. It's okay to touch your breasts and this is what you're feeling for because unfortunately we're seeing younger and younger women and, and even teenagers developing breast cancer. Right. So I, I would you say when they start developing breast, start yep. teaching them? Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, get them feeling those and, and, and what it feels like, what's normal and what's not normal for them. Another question that we had coming in is, do you, um, what should you test for your insulin? Oh, on your insulin? Yes. So fasting insulin. So you want your fasting insulin to be um, ideally, let's see, I'm trying to think. So the HbA1c, you want it you know, five and below or 5.2 fasting insulin around six or below. Six or below. Okay. That, that came in from Naomi. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Natalie asked about the, the, the teen daughter. So what do you think is, um, I want to go back to, you talked about mammogram. You talked about, you know, a lot of times when um, uh, tumors are detected or so, uh, an abnormality is detected, it is it is six to eight years in in growth process before it's actually detected. Can you talk to us about um, false positives that we get with mammograms and what that is doing as well? False positives have unfortunately affected millions of women um, from the emotional point of view, first of mm -hmm. all, right? You're told there's there's a lump and, you know, what's the first thing you think of when there's a lump in your breast, right? Balding head and you're going to die. Uh, well, we want to change that paradigm shift. You know, we want to make that paradigm shift. And then the other aspect is the physical um, you know, pain and suffering that women go through because then they get biopsied and they get more yes. mammograms and they get more testing. And there's, you know, it's, it just changes the whole um, dynamic of their life for, for weeks, sometimes months. 
And so, you know, that's, that's the thing is just don't rely on the one. If you get something that you're unclear of, you know, get an ultrasound. And, and there's even blood tests that you can do um, to show if you're actively cancering. Like if you have high inflammatory markers like HbA1c, um, LDS, ESR, uh, CRP, you know, those are all uh, markers that can show if there's lots of inflammation in your body, then chances are you may be producing cancer cells. And then there's tests um, that can measure something called the cancer profile done by American Metabolics in Florida. They'll check for the hormones that cancer cells produce okay. uh, to see if they're in the blood. And so there's, there's lots of ways to see if you're actively producing cancer. One of the questions I have, um, and I want to share this, I, I think I alluded to it a little bit in one of the earlier conversations, but my personal experience, um, I had an abnormal mammogram and I, my mom died from, and I have no idea, some lymphatic cancer. It was in her armpit. She was 32 years old. And so they told um, me I needed to start having mammograms at the age of 30. Um, you know, that was what they wanted to do. And, and I did it. Um, and I had an abnormality that they found and they immediately, they, they did the, um, I went immediately from the mammogram to an ultrasound that, that happened right at that moment. Good. And then, um, they actually got me into a surgeon right then and there, um, because there was a lot of, of stuff going on. And this surgeon told me I had to remove my breasts. It, it was, you need to have your breasts removed. You have all of this happening. And he, he was talking, I don't even remember everything that he was saying, because once I heard remove your breasts, I was like, I, I couldn't comprehend. And headlines, right? Yeah, I was just like, what? And he was just so, it was so, I was young and it was like, I was alone. I was just, you know, I was scared. And, and, and he, and he left the room, he was real quick in and out and the nurse came back in and I'm just sitting there crying and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's wrong? I just got told I need to have my breasts removed. Um, I'm not being told exactly what is going on with my breast, just that they need to come out and, or, you know, I need to have them removed. Um, and I, I don't know what to do. I I'm confused, um, you know, as to what's happening, but let me bring the doctor back in. And then he was, he was horrible. Well, what don't you understand? You know, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't even be questioning. I mean, it was just, I felt berated. I felt berated. And I ended up going and getting a second opinion. I talked to my sister who's in the medical world. And she said, listen, go talk to somebody else. Get a second opinion. You're not comfortable. You know, figure out what's going on. If they're not giving you answers, you know, go get a second opinion. And I did. And it ended up being that it was calcifications in mm -hmm. breast tissue and they said at the time it wasn't anything that was precursor or anything like that but if you didn't do something with them they could come together as abnormal cells and maybe perhaps down the road but this other person the other um, female doctor that i went to they actually went in and just laparoscopically removed all of the little calcifications in in my breast so i just wonder how many women have gone through removal, biopsy, all of this stuff, and it's not cancer. 
Sadly, the stories that I hear are just like you told, you know, we hear that more often than not. And let's just say they do have a a positive breast cancer diagnosis. You know, let's say they had a biopsy and and they find out it's breast cancer. It's the same thing. Okay, tomorrow we're going to schedule you for chemo and radiation and surgery. And, you know, you're in shock. So it's not time to make a decision. I always tell women you're not going to die of breast cancer like a heart attack, okay? You have time. So give yourself time to let the diagnosis soak in, to, you know, pray about it, meditate on it, do your research, get another opinion, put your your team together, get some support, you know, get some, some knowledge under your belt so you understand what you're really doing, you know, what you're really dealing with, and then make an informed decision. And, you know, although we work with a, a lot of women that just want to heal breast cancer naturally, we also work with a lot of women that are doing Western medicine and right. we support them so that we can help neutralize and mitigate the, the effects from, from those treatments. And they do so well. I mean, doctors are so amazed. They don't lose their hair. Their blood work looks great. You know, they thrive through the treatments. You know, and that's that's the big thing I want our audience to hear as well, that that um, you don't have to choose all natural. You don't have to choose all medicine. You can do a combination of them that um, we're hearing over and over again that when you support your body, you give it what it needs physically, mentally, spiritually while you're going down this road. If you choose to do the chemo and the radiation, you can get through it much easier than, you know, what women who are doing that are not giving that support to their body. Um, We've heard from Dr. Carol Laurie, you know, they would go in and they'd be in the infusion room and the the women would be like, what are you doing? You look so good. Uh, You know, going through this, you showed up a book about the carnivore diet. Uh, You know, Dr. Um, Al... um, 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 Dannenberg, have you have you heard of him? He was a periodontist for years and years and got diagnosed with cancer, um, uh, stage four um, Hodgkin's, uh, you know, lymphoma. Anyway, he um, he went delved into the carnivore diet and he was given only like months to live, um, and he's now two years and there's no sign of disease in his body, and he. Amazing you know, really talks about this carnivore diet and how this has made, you know, a huge difference for him. What's so, his name? Dr. Al Dan, uh, Dannenberg. Al Dannenberg, you have to look him up. Oh, he and he has research after research. His website is just full. If you're a research person, you're going to love his website. Uh, for that. So, um, you know, just to be able to tell the women that, you know, you get to put the team. I love how you talked about team. You get to put the group around you and support you in the way that feels good for you. You know, the way that 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 you know you've done, you put your best foot forward uh, and no regrets and, and move on forward. Um, Naomi says, chemo was so hard on me. Looking back, it's because of my emotional state of being. Yeah. It's a horrible time for my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so true because if you, if you have the mindset that you're going to breeze through chemo and chemo is good for you and it's doing the job, then guess what? Your body responds to that. But if you see it as, 
you know, poison and it's hurting you, then, then it will, you know, it's, it's mindset is so, so important. You know, we know Bruce Lipton, the epigenetics, nutrigenomics, right? It's, it's all about what happens between our, our, our ears and what message we're sending to our body. Right. We just, we've had a couple different of our speakers come on and talk to us about, you know, our subconscious does not know the difference between real and unreal. So, no. you know, the words we're saying out loud and internally are really powerful. Absolutely. I love this. We're scrolling how to get a hold of Dr. V. She really, this is someone who's been there in the trenches. She's making a difference in women's lives. We want you to reach out to her. And Dr. V, I want to give you the last bit of time on the floor. What do you want to leave our audience with today? You know, women, um, when I, I get chills when I think about this, you know, we have such a, um, a close bond, you know, we, we get each other and women are very powerful beings. Uh, you know, we, we, we nurture, we love, we give birth, we uh, take care of families. And, you know, one thing that we often do is we, we forget to take care of ourselves. And that was my biggest takeaway from my second healing journey. I was giving, 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 and that's what women tend to do. And uh, so it was very important for you to take time for yourself. Don't feel guilty about taking a nap in the afternoon or sitting down and reading a good book or, you know, taking some time off. Do things to nurture your soul and to love on yourself because we love on everybody else, but we forget about this little girl inside of us that needs that nurturing too. Uh that's beautiful. I can't say it any better. Thank you so much, Dr. V. Thanks for having me. Sending you a big healing heart hug, everybody. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one -on -one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.